Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. War Eagle, everybody. Welcome back to Believe in Everything Auburn. Taylor Davis, Jason Campbell here with you today. Going to update you a little bit across the board, really, about uh, some Auburn athletics, let you know what's going on with several of these programs, and, of course, talk about a few things affecting the football world because, uh, you know, I love all sports, Jason, but football is just my bread and butter, you know? I mean, we know we know that you love basketball, and I do too. Other sports will always have my heart as well, but there's just something about that game of football that just nothing compares, you know? Well, you know, that's because football is such an energetic sport, and it's so yeah. physical, and I think you, it, it's just so many, so many things that go along with football. You got to think about tailgating, you know, the, the smell of food in the air. You know, I'm a foodie, so that gets you going. <laughs> when you're going to a game, you know, you just – you know, looking at tailgates and people having their TVs yeah. and their tents and it's just so entertaining. And then you're all getting built up for the game. So yeah. you had a build up to the game and then you have the game. And then after the game, it's like the decompress for the <laughs> yeah. older people. But for the younger people is, <clears throat> you know, not too long ago, people going to the sky bar and people going to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, rolling tumors corner and things like that. But yeah. You know, but football, it, it's just, it's fun. And, and basketball, the reason I love basketball, too, is because when you can dunk, the crowd goes crazy. And then, like, Auburn fans, like, the basketball way that Bruce Pearl has introduced basketball back into Auburn with the fan base has been, like, crazy. We've missed them so much this year. Mm-hmm. So, it just goes to show you that, you know, I love all sports. I even played baseball growing up. But to me, baseball, like, you can hear a pin drop sometimes. Like, yeah. I, need, I need some noise, you know. It, the it's same just, way. Yeah, so that's that's the biggest difference for me. And uh, But, hey, I enjoy all of them, though. I know, I know. And we're going to talk about all of them. But before we get into any of it, you know I got to tell you about betonline.ag. Football might be over, sadly. But NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is at betonline.ag. And they even cover awards, TV shows, reality TV. Like, they get creative over there, all right? BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And, of course, like we always tell you, the 24-hour online casino. All you got to do 
is head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So again, that's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Well, let's go ahead and start with football since we've just uh, hyped it up a little bit. But this first story, not necessarily involving Auburn anymore, but certainly relevant to Auburn fan base. Gus Malzahn is headed to South Florida. He has been hired as the new head coach at UCF. Now, obviously, you know, we've talked in depth about the decision for Auburn to part ways with Gus Malzahn, how everyone felt about it. And while it did seem necessary, like a shakeup and a change was needed, everyone has so much respect for Gus as a person and even as a coach in regards to what he did during his tenure. So I think the general consensus is that people want good things for him. I don't think anybody walked away from this with any tension or ill will toward Gus. It just, sometimes you need things to, to move and change and adapt. And, and that's ultimately what led to the decision. But I, for one, I can only speak for myself, but, you know, just what I've seen on social media and things like that is that majority of the fan base is really happy for him. I think that Coach Malzahn is still a really great coach, and he has he has a great ability of connecting with his players and, and you know, helping them become men. And I think that guys like that are needed in the coaching realm, and I do think that he still has a lot in his wheelhouse – I think this is going to be a great fit for him. I think that UCF is obviously a program that struggles to kind of be on the national stage because of, you know, the conference they're in, their size. Like, to a degree, it doesn't matter what they do in a season. They're not making the playoff. And Mm -hmm. you got to bring in a guy that has come from a powerhouse program and knows what it takes to really contend. And he's already talking about what he wants to do in terms of schedule and opponent adjustments and getting them on a higher platform so that they, they have more notoriety and can affect the postseason more. So I think he's the guy for the job. I think this is a really great fit for him. And, and more than that, I'm, I'm happy to see him stick with coaching. I think he very well could have, you know, taken that retirement, that big chunk of money that Auburn gave him and uh, hung out on the golf course for years. But he feels like he still has some coaching left in him. And, and I think he's a really quality candidate. And I'm, I'm excited to see what he does. What, what were your thoughts when this news was released? Yeah, my thoughts were, you know, that's Gus. You know, I was excited for him from a standpoint of, like you say, like, you know, time, times come and they go. Changes happen. You know, that's life. And I think for the aspect of where Gus, you know, coached at Auburn, he never had a losing record. Uh, you know, I just feel like Auburn made a change at the end because they feel like it wasn't up to Auburn standards and, uh, you know, and where the program was at at the standpoint of releasing him. And, you know, Gus is a guy that he's a competitor. He loves coaching. He's been coaching for 30-some years. And you kind of had the feeling that if the right job came along, that he wasn't going to sit out too long. And I, I kind of had a feeling that he wouldn't take the Tennessee job because they are in chaos. Why would you do that? You know, put yourself yeah. in that situation with his standard. You know, you could wait it out. And, you know, fortunately, like I say, good things always happen to good people. Yeah. And the fact that he's a good person and, you know, he's a man of character, man of faith, things came right mm-hmm. back around for him and put him right back in a really good situation where he can now go to UCF. He traded his boots, his hunting boots for, for sandals by the beach. 
and he get a chance to coach some <laughs> kids that's going to be, you know, excited to come to the program because here's a power five coach now coaching at UCF who, you know, over the last couple of years, have had some really good seasons. Last year, they kind of sputtered a little bit with all the COVID and opt outs. But for the most part, the last eight to 10 years, they've been a really, really good program. And with all the facilities that they're getting built down there and, and everything, like get this table, they have a lazy river pool at the stadium. Like, like, you know, like (laughs) imagine going to a football game, you're a college kid and people hanging out by the pool and uh, and everything. So, you know, and and my biggest thing was that shows you a lot about who Gus is, is he brought T. Will with him. And T. Will was hired by Miami as linebackers coach. And Gus and I just didn't bring him with him. He promoted him to, uh, to defensive coordinator. And that goes to show you that, you know, he's a very loyal coach. He's a very loyal person. And if you stick by him, he's going to stick by you. And, uh, you know, to give Travis that opportunity at a young age and, and everything and uh, to believe in him to, to be the D coordinator, you know, speaks mm-hmm. a lot about himself. And like I said, Gus still is an Auburn person because he was there for 11 years. Um, his kids, his daughters, they graduated from Auburn. His son-in-laws, they graduated from Auburn. So Auburn is always in his heart. I'm pretty sure he's going to always keep a home, whether it's at Lake Martin or whether it's at, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere in Auburn. He's going to have a home in Auburn. And, uh, you know, I, I would I could see him retiring and coming back to Auburn, you know, in some form. So, yeah. you know, congratulations to him and uh, his family and everything. And, you know, we wish him all the success. Absolutely. UCF is getting a great family and a great piece to their uh, program and Gus is inheriting a great program. So I think it's, it's a win-win. I love that T will is getting an opportunity like this. I mean, if you go back to our episode last week, when we asked KJ Britt, the most impactful coach he's had in his life, he said, T will, this guy is going to have a very successful coaching career. And this was the next step for him. And I love that he and Gus you know, loyalty takes you a long way in life. And it's right. certainly true in coaching. And I think that, you know, T. Will was was a great asset to Gus, but Gus recognized the ability in T. Will and recognized his loyalty to him. And, and you get rewarded for that. And I think that what these two are going to do at a program like UCF is go, I'm putting it out there now. I think it's going to be a success. And um, I, I've I like that Gus is getting out of the SEC because you don't always want to be compared to Harson. You know what I mean? And I think he would have. It would have been, oh, well, when Gus was in first year, this is what he did, and now Harson's doing this. And if Gus is, you know, playing against them, then that's the overwhelming storyline. We don't even really get to analyze what he's doing with that respective program because we're always putting him up against Auburn. I think it was the right step for him. I think this is a great match, and uh, I, I'm sure he's enjoying the weather. I just got to say, you, it's sunny all the time. It's warm, and um, it's it's going to be awesome. There's there's good days ahead for both him and UCF, so certainly want to wish him well and congratulate Coach Malzahn as well as T. Will on their new position. But let's talk about what's happening in Auburn. Uh recent video kind of came out from this football program that went pretty viral and got people really hyped up. It was kind of a, mm-hmm. a day in the life and of Harson and what's going on right now. And my man rolls up about 5 30 AM. I haven't seen 5 30 AM in quite a while. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I think the, if you haven't seen the video, go to Twitter and watch it. It just kind of gives you a better understanding of what's happening right now, even though it feels like you know, this, this part of the off season is very stagnant and, and not a lot's going on. 
it's really not the case. There, there really is still a lot of work happening, spring workouts and kind of getting amped up for a day, that kind of thing. My biggest takeaway from the video is that this man practices what he preaches and Mm -hmm. words are great. And you know, his initial press conference and all these interviews he's done with media, those are all great, but words don't do as much as actions. And we all said, you know, he's saying all the right things. We just got to see what he's doing. And to see this video, him rolling up as early as he is. And the biggest takeaway that got everybody hype is he's working out with the team. He is literally throwing (laughs) the weights around, throwing the ropes out on the field. Like he's getting after it. And my man's in great shape. All right. He's jacked. And we talk about a team taking on the personality of their head coach all the time. And if this head coach is busting tail in the weight room, your team's going to have to follow suit. Like, I just think he's got this mentality of hard work and, and he speaks about it all the time. And he has, you know, noted our creed often. And when you first hear that, it's like, okay, well, he's winning over the fan base. You know, people love Auburn. They love the creed. This makes sense. No, this is literally in this man's DNA. He is built on hard work. He even his career has been established through that. And I think he's going to translate that to this program. And we're already seeing it now. So I'm really excited to see the culture that he's already establishing and to see it in that video was, was very evident what he's all about. But uh, what else are you starting to notice about how he's running this program and, and kind of the competitive nature that we're already seeing from Harson? Well, yeah, you know, Coach Harson is one thing he's talked about is getting back to being uh, physical and tough. And I think he's just trying to change the narrative uh, from that standpoint of, you know, I'm going to show these guys that I'm going to be in the trenches with them, you know, in the valleys and on top of the mountains. So, you know, I'm climbing this wall with you guys. So we're going to do this all together. And I think, you know, guys are buying into that. You know, you try to get your t- your players to buy into what you're trying to teach them. And as soon as you can do that and you get to change their mindset, is because it's hard for some guys to let go of the past, but you have got to let go of the past and start to move forward. And I think that's what he's trying to do because you say Gus was a really good guy, but everybody's faulting Gus for being a great guy. Like that's who he mm-hmm. was. What you're trying to do now is change the program to what you're trying to run it in your style and get it going in your way. What you know that's made you successful as a coach. So, you know, I just feel like this team watching the competition drills that they're creating, like you said, like this is time of the year. That a lot of people don't really hear a lot of things about programs, but Taylor, this is the time of year that jobs are won. Yeah. You win your jobs and you win a winning mindset is in January, February, March and April. And then comes the summer workouts when you're working out, you're in a hot heat of the day. That's when you win the games. And the guys right now are watching them run and racing against each other and, 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 creating team environment where you got to pull for each other over here if you're on the blue team. You got to pull for each other over here if you're on the white team. And then if whoever loses got gassers or got push-ups or got something. So no one wants to lose because they don't want to do the the punishment, as you say, for losing. So what you're doing is you're making everyone work their butt off. And each day that you come in with that mindset, you get a little bit better, you get a little bit better. And then all of a sudden you're where you want to be because this is what you have to do if you want to win in the SEC. And Auburn has been a winning program, but we try to get back to the elite program. You know, you just don't mm-hmm. want to be a winning program. You want to be an elite. You want to be playing for purpose in December and have an opportunity to make it to the playoffs. And that's what we're trying to get to. And I think Coach Harson's done a good job of, you know, like I said, of what he's trying to implement there at Auburn. And, 
you know, the kids seem to be buying in. You know, if I, I look at some of them tweets, I look at some of them IG pages when they be posting and stuff, and it seems like you can see the curve coming. Like they're now, you know, turning the corner. And 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 you know, I can't wait to have an opportunity to go down and, and actually sit in the office with Coach Harson and actually, you know, see the players in person and, and watch a couple of spring practices. Uh, you know, hopefully you know, next couple of weeks and, and everything that some of this COVID stuff starts to get better and then we're able to do some of these things and and um, and everything. But I'm excited. I'm excited about, you know, what's happening. Like, um, I just feel like Coach Harson, you know, he's a young coach. You know, he's mm-hmm. early 40s. You know, he can still relate to a lot of these kids. And like you said, he's jacked up. <laughs> you know, so, you know, so that that's one thing, but it just all goes back to just changing the narrative and changing the mindset. And I think that's what they're right. trying to do. I love that. And you have spoken so many times about the need to create competition within your own team. And I think it's even starting right now in the weight room, as we've seen, they're giving out weekly awards, calling them Ironman of the week, the strength and conditioning awards uh, for guys that are really getting after it in the weight room. And so the fact that even in a time like this, where you know, they can't be giving out necessarily like practice accolades or like football accolades. They're still making it a competition in the weight room. Whatever we can do, we're going to fight and we're going to compete to do it. And I think that if you're already creating that culture and that nature, it's going to be habit for them by the time that season gets here. And then you switch your competition mindset to your opponent. And I think that that's a really good approach that they're already doing that. And they're public about it. Actually, they created a strength Twitter in January. That that Twitter account hasn't been in existence. They just made that, and they're posting pictures and information about the guys that win the awards each week. Like they're they're serious about this, and they're giving you something to chase and aspire for, even during the quote off season. It's a football mindset, three hundred sixty five days out of the year, and I I love to see that because I think in the past few seasons, as you and I have have talked about on this show, that's a huge part of what was lacking from this team was that intensity, that fire, that, that just knack for competition. We haven't seen that in a while. And I think that that's a, a top priority of Harson so much so that he's even chasing it in February. So really excited to see just a glimpse of, of what the personality of this team likely is going to be. But we're going to transition now to some other sports. We're going to catch you up on basketball real quick, but Before I do that, we've got another great sponsor for you and want to tell you guys all about it, eBay Sneakers. I want to give a brief moment to talk about the newest sponsor, eBay. Whether rare, dead stock, or the latest release, you can find the exact shoe that you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, the logo, the stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. And each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. So you know, without a doubt, these are legit. And it also protects the sellers with a verified return process. So for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers that are over $100. So it makes it free to sell or flip your collection. So go to ebay.com sneakers today. 
the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. And fun fact, I'm a bit of a sneakerhead myself. I've got uh, a closet that is designated for my sneakers. Uh, I've got a bit of a Jordan obsession. So I've got several pairs of J's and lots of Nikes as well. So this is a great place to go if you're like me and you have far too many sneakers than you need, but you just love them. They bring you joy. Go ahead and check out eBay. You might just find what you're looking for. Okay, let's talk basketball. As we have mentioned in the past few weeks, this basketball team has had a bit of a struggle this season, more so than Bruce Pearl would like to see out of a program that he has really developed over the past few years. They are currently sitting at 11 and 11. The last time we talked, they had a game coming up against Vanderbilt. They did win that one, 73 to 67, but turned around and lost to Kentucky 80 to 82. And this one stung because they were up comfortably majority of the game. Like it really was pretty, I mean, this is just talk about a program that is not what they typically are. Kentucky falls under that umbrella. Okay. This has not been the season that Cal Perry's used to, but we were really up in a very comfortable position and allowed Kentucky to come back and rally. The deficit was even bigger than the final score. At one point we kind of came back, end up letting this one fall away. But what I noticed in watching it, um, and, you know, we talked last episode about Bruce discussing the need for the defensive side of the ball and how um, that's really been his gripe with this young team. When I was watching this game on television, I also – there's a lack of energy. And I think that that translates to basketball as a whole. Um, but this team really didn't have the typical energy that we're used to seeing. And, and I do think you attribute a lot of that to empty arenas because with basketball, you're – think about it. I mean, the proximity in and of itself, it's a, it's a smaller environment. It's indoors. So the noise carries a lot more weight, even I would say, and how close you are to the fans, but you also don't have, you know, a helmet blocking your ears and your eyes from really seeing and, and soaking in the atmosphere. And I just really think that the empty arenas are, are making a bigger impact on the game of basketball, even more so than empty stadiums affected the game of football. I just think that you're seeing it as a whole, that energy levels on the court just don't seem as tangible. It, it just looked like that, that was lacking a lot, especially from this Auburn team. Even when, you know, Kentucky kind of starts to rally back, I didn't see the energy ramp up for this Auburn team. And with a guy like Bruce, that's not going to cut it. You know that that's going to be a focus of his moving forward. So uh, their next game was slated to be against Mississippi State. That has actually been postponed because of all the weather craziness that's been happening in the Southeast. So they'll have a bit more time to kind of reevaluate this one. But have you kind of noticed that change when it comes to basketball as well? I just feel like any of the games I'm watching, and I think it correlates with the fact that a lot of the big dogs that we're used to seeing uh, across the league in basketball, no one's having the season that they typically do. I, I mean, do you think it's, it's what I said, that it's, it's a lot to do with the no fans? Oh, yeah. You talk about young kids. You know, let's look at Duke. You know, Duke is struggling this year. When was the last mm -hmm. time Duke struggled? Who you know, Kentucky is struggling. Like, these are basketball powerhouses. And, you know, Auburn have built themselves to be one of lately. And this year they're struggling. And, you know, it just goes to show you that 
how much the fan base of those kids jumping up in the stands, you know, how they be jumping up and down and getting the kids hyped up and ready to play. You make a big block, you yell to the crowd and they're yelling back at you. You make a big dunk on somebody or you hit a big three or something and, you know, you fight back in the game. And you just keep rallying because you're rallying behind the crowd noise. And when you don't yeah. have that, it's a psychological thing. It's, it makes you like you, you feel in the up. Like you feel like you just made a big play, but it's like no one's really watching. But even though you're on TV <laughs> or watching, but it's just the feeling of being in person is like just feeding off one another. And, and you can definitely see that. And a lot of that is too, Taylor, is when you have a young basketball team, like in the NBA, you can tell the teams that are that are advanced and guys yeah. that have strong leadership, even without the fans, they're still able to get their job done. But when you're in high school, it's totally different. And then when you go to college basketball, these kids already don't play that much defense in high school as it is. And then once they get to college, it's all about, you know, I'm trying to get my name out there. I'm trying to get ready for the draft and all this type of stuff. Instead of just going in with the mindset like, hey, I'm locked in. I'm here. I'll worry about the later when that time comes. But right now I'm locked in. But it's so hard for these kids because they, they're their first time out of high school and they're in college. And you're not going to classes like you normally do. You're not interacting with the students like you normally do. You're not going to college parties like you do. You're not getting a chance to have the aspect of what real college life is like. And then, you know, to have these games and, and different things, like you still feel like you're, uh, you're kind of out of space. You're kind of right. out of in up with what's going on in the world. And, uh, and I just think that that's just showing because Auburn is such a young basketball team. You think about, you know, Sharif Cooper, freshman, Justin Powell, freshman. And then you got, Flanagan, you know, another young guy like, you know, it's just so many guys on this team that are just young that you're counting on to to get to that next level. But we got to remember these guys still at 19, 18 years old. Like, so, right. you know, next year, I think they're going to be a, a stronger team because the simple fact that they do have Jabari Smith, the number two um, power forward in the nation, number five recruit overall. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have you know, the kid out of Oklahoma City that, that we're supposed to be getting who's another nationally recruit uh, and everything. So we have guys coming in. That's why I say if we can keep this nucleus together, you yeah. learn your best when you go through hard times. And this year this team is facing adversity that I think would pay dividends for them next year if they all stick together and no one leaves. Right. Oh, gosh, yeah. I really hope that they all make the decision to to go for it again next year. But speaking of adversity, this women's basketball team is dealing with it as well. They're currently 5-15. and 15. Uh, Oof. Uh, no conference wins up to this point, unfortunately. Just really struggling. And again, I think a lot of the things you just alluded to are factors for this women's team as well, along with, you know, different energy levels and things like that. But it was interesting. Coach Flo actually said after their last game, she pinpointed the defensive side and she said, we've got to improve defensively. Their last game against Alabama was their best offensive showing of the season, but they gave up 92 points. You're not going to win with that. And yeah. there's parallels between what she is saying and what we've heard Coach Pearl say this season as well, that the defensive side of the ball is, is is lacking and and that intensity and that energy has to be put forth on that end of the court and we're just not seeing it and so I just think that this season has uh kind of afforded them a lot of difficulties and challenges that a lot of young athletes are unsure how to handle and manage and unfortunately by the time you get a grasp on it a large chunk of the season is already behind you so uh definitely not 
not the way she wants to see this season continue to go. Also relevant for them, the weather. It's also postponed their next game, which was supposed to be against Mississippi State. The following game against Vanderbilt has actually been canceled. So their next game won't be until February 25th against Arkansas. So they've got a bit of a lull. You never know if that's going to be beneficial or hinder you at all. I think we even saw that during football season when teams, you know, whether it was a COVID outbreak or what have you, whenever they'd have a couple weeks off and then the next game, you'd wonder, okay, was the time off good? Like it allowed you more time to rest, more time to study film, um, or does it hinder you because it kind of gets you out of your rhythm and out of whack? So it'll be interesting to see how this team bounces back the next time they take the court on the 25th. And I also want to update on gymnastics. We haven't talked on that really. They have yet to get a win on the season. They're 0 and 5. Their highest score has come against LSU with a 197.075, which is a great score. Their best road score was their last meet against Missouri, which was a 196.1. And for anyone who doesn't, necessarily follow gymnastics your road score and your home scores are calculated separately and then combined to get your qualifying score at the end of season that send you into postseason so road versus home actually is very relevant because think about it I mean the equipment that they're using the the springs of the floor and the the spots on the wall that they're paying attention to when they're practicing beam in their own facility then you go on the road and everything's completely off and it affects so much of what they do, their equilibrium and things like that, that road versus away, there actually is a huge discrepancy in how it affects them. So those are calculated separately. Fun fact, they're competing in an SEC only season. That's how gymnastics is is handling this in lieu of, you know, all the COVID-19 things and the fact that they're sharing equipment and all of that. Gymnastics has opted to go conference only. So They are hosting Georgia this week, but Jay, you also mentioned that softball is underway now as well, and that's a program that we've obviously uh, really been thriving in in seasons past. How are they doing up to this point? Yeah, softball has started off 3-0. and uh, You know, everyone's kind of got equipped to, these, to this uh, part of our program over the last few years. You know, these girls, they they do their thing. You know, yeah. they, they go out there, they pitch, they throw well, they hit the ball well. They, You know, Auburn has become a really, really big program in, in, uh, in softball. And like I said, they're 3-0. and We have four, four uh, starters back from last year that were seniors. Um, all of a sudden, they got an extra year because of the pandemic. So they was granted another year of eligibility. So, you know, they're, they're using that to their advantage. They also have a freshman pitcher uh, who is outstanding at throwing the ball. And I have her name right here for everybody. If you <laughs> want to know, uh, I thought I did, but I think it's Madly something. I can't remember right off the top of my head, but she is dropping dimes. Nice. And uh, so just continue to uh, support this program. I know I understand right now. I think our first conference game is March the 12th, and I think it's against the other school, Alabama. Ooh. And uh, so, <laughs> you know, stay tuned in because I, I really have been following this program for the last couple of years, and I get excited about it. And, yeah. and you know, not least but last, like these kids, man, they face so much right now, Taylor. You think about it. You go through a whole year, your senior year of you in high school, you're dealing with spring. You don't have your spring seasons Mm -hmm. and then you come into college and you're a football player and you're dealing with COVID all summer you don't know if you can play not play even during the season you don't know if you're gonna play on Saturdays and not play and then you get into the women's basketball and they don't they going through the same protocols as the men and then all of a sudden now you into the the spring season where baseball is supposed to get going and then softball is getting going and gymnastics is getting going and all of a sudden you still like 
okay, we have all of this going on. And then guess what? Boom. Now you're hit with an Arctic storm in the South. You know, like yeah. you hear about these things up North, but now you have an Arctic storm in the South. You know, our hearts go out to the people in Texas, you know, and, you know, even Mississippi getting hit hard with snow and, and there's games being canceled. And, you know, it's it, like these kids, we actually have to make sure we're paying close attention to these kids and giving them the help that they need from a mental aspect because they are being faced with a lot and, uh, and, and a lot of unusual circumstances. So, you know, it can make you stronger if you approach it the right way. But we also have to remember at the end of the day, these are 18 to 22 year old kids and we have to make sure that we're pushing them in the right direction. Absolutely. And also supporting them even when things are not exactly going the way that you want them to, because uh, all of these are learning lessons for every single athlete in every single sport. So my hope is that the programs that are, are looking to gain some momentum will get that soon. And the ones that have found it continue in that way. But that's going to wrap it up for us this week on Believe in Everything Auburn. Hope you feel educated and up to date on all things going on down on the plains. Jason and I will keep our eyes and ears out for it everything going on down there. Make sure we keep you guys updated on all of it. So stick with us through the off season. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. Tell your friends, spread the word. And as always, War Eagle. War Eagle. Peace. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.